0: Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of On the Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, Body Logics, The Goalie Guild. All his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men. off online stretching programs with eccentrics one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun and it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm part of it bunch of other athletes are a part of it so it's free to join it takes 20 seconds to have it, to get exclusive offers to your sport and it's definitely worth worth it so do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living CSUs membership it's free 20 takes 20 seconds so go do it and we'll see you there Living CSU is a great company we uh we know one of the co-founders Zach Focaly he's a great guy he uh He's the co-founder, and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything, to what me- made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of Onspot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, professional hockey goaltender and owner of Villardo Goaltending, Nick Villardo. Nick has spent his professional career overseas in both Sweden and Poland. Nick plays junior hockey days in Austria for the RB Juniors and EC Salzburg U-20 team in Austria, as well as a stand in the OJHL and QMJHL prior to turning pro. Nick has also won a Five Nations Tournament gold medal for the USA U-17 team. So this is this is going to be a really fun episode Nick so welcome to the show Nick Velardo. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Jack. Yeah, no problem. I know our schedules don't really mix and match together, but glad to get glad to get this time going when uh when we can. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah, but to start things off like how are you like you're all you're doing uh Velardo goaltending so like how's everything with that and just everything going in the off season? Yeah, every, everything's
1: been going well. Um like you said, I have a, a goaltending school called Velardo Goaltending, which keeps me pretty busy now. I just had a camp uh, earlier this week, um, and 14 goalies showed up. So it was, uh, you know, that was a good, good showing there, um, you know, and at the same time balancing that with my own training schedule, because I am still trying to stay in shape and um, planning to play this upcoming season. So, um, you know, I, I find a good balance between goalie school, my own training and, you know, trying to get away from the rink a little bit because I think that's important to you know not just stay in the ice rink twelve months of the year. You got to have a little little break,
0: a little reset. You know. Yeah. How how do you find that balance? Because like training does take a lot of time, but you also have gold your your goaltending school, and then like uh what you want what you want to do outside of the rink as well.
1: Yeah, I I think it it is important to have stuff outside of the rink. Like I. I like to golf i like to do things outside of the rink like that that stuff um you know because you want to be hungry by the time you're you're ready to go in in the fall or september whenever your season starts right so if you're yeah you're burning yourself out not only physically right like goaltending is such a a, a draining sport on your body with uh like hips especially um over usage and um, that's something i guess we could talk about a little bit more I've gone through a couple hip surgeries but if, you know, if you're not taking those breaks, um, and and getting out of the rink, um, you know, it's going to be a lot more difficult by the time fall, fall rolls around, you're not really going to be so hungry to play. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's one thing,
0: like I dialed back this year is just how many times I'm on the ice, like during the off season, just like folks more in the gym and like recovery and mobility and all that, instead of just going like six days a week, five, six days a week in the, in on the ice right now, it's like, maybe two to three and like you're good
1: yeah yeah i i mean my my big thing and um i guess i i stress this to my goalies a lot is quality over quantity right like yeah i'll have goalies that are 14 years old come up to me and be like yeah i was on the ice eight times in the last four days like almost bragging about it and you know i we we talk about it deeper and i'm like well what were you doing on there he's like yeah i just went out with my buddies played pickup i i I, uh, I mean and that's fine or that that's fine right if he's out there to have fun but if you're using that for training or you know you go to a, a skills clinic where you just use as a target and you're going up and down in the butterfly a million times you know that's not necessarily training right you got to focus yeah. on quality over quantity and i think my my personal hockey my career um went to a new level when i really got got that mentality down because i was one of those kids like growing up like oh i just got to be on the ice i got it I gotta get on as much as possible. I'm gonna lose my advantage, like all these different things, and you know that's not necessarily true, you know.
0: Yeah, I I like how like you learned that because you you really do like as you're younger like you want to get on the ice like every single day, but like when it comes to like hip hip health and like joint health and all that like it takes a toll because goaltending is a tough position on the body. So like you went through some hip surgeries. So like what was like the adversity you had to face, and then like the recovery time coming back.
1: Yeah. um, That that was tough uh, in general. I mean, um, I just didn't know anything about first form. I didn't know anything about taking care of my body before this. Um, You know, I was, I was 18 when it happened. Um, Well, I guess the injury started before, before then. um, And I was just kind of playing through it. And then I got to uh, a point where it was, you know, fork in the road where it was either I'm basically done if I don't get this surgery taken care of, or, I can get it and try to make my way back. And, um, you know, it was definitely a hard, hard way back because I got both of them done at the same time. And I had, I had a lot of damage on both sides. And I tried to rehab it at first. And, you know, for this uh, certain injury, that, that that's not necessarily the best way to do it. I just didn't really have any guidance on it. So I took about eight months off uh, trying to rehab it. And that obviously didn't work out. And then I just, you know, bit the bullet and decided to get the surgery and that was about from the time I got the surgery to the time I was back on the ice like full fully fully back 100% cleared it was about nine, 10 months which is kind of on the longer side but I think that was in part to me getting both done at the same time um, but yeah it was a lot of a lot of adversity a lot of not knowing if I'm gonna be able to come back fully but um, you know I'm happy with where I'm at with my body right now and I'm definitely happy I got it done but Wish I knew, Wish I knew about it earlier and how to, how to take care of my body. Yeah, exactly. And like going
0: into like, when you do like recover and like you're on the ice again, and just like, what, what are some of the things you just worked on? And especially like, since like you did get your hips replaced and you just got to you don't want to over like do anything and just like try to like, just try to like slowly get back into it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it's mental to like knowing oh, I was healthy right but like you got to know and a lot of people that have injuries have the same thing knowing that you're actually healthy and getting through that mental roadblock that you can yeah. drop on the butterfly you can push without kind of being scared about it um and, you know getting through that was huge but you know it was game changing because I had no I'd, um, I um I I didn't have a practice go by where I was just you know wincing in pain before or I couldn't even bend down to time my skates it was that bad. I I had so much impingement and lack of mobility there, you know, and then it was very freeing to know that my hips were getting restored and I, um, was getting back to full health. But, you know, afterwards, um, you know, it was, it was a wake up call to really take like my hip mobility seriously. And, um, I feel like I'm on a good program that I'm on right now and have a really wide butterfly flare can get into the splits, um, which that was something I never really was able to get into before. And, um, you know, just from neglecting it all those years, you know.
0: Yeah. And so like, then you take your mobility a lot more seriously. And so like, what, how important is that like hip mobility? And like, what do you do for hip mobility to just lengthen the life of your hips, especially like, since you got a new, since you got them replaced?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, following a good program and, and sticking to it consistently is something that I think is, is needed for, for goaltenders that want to make it to a high level. You know, it's one thing to do it once, twice a week, but you're not really going to see real results or, or feel the results. it. You got to stick to it. My opinion it should be minimum five, six times a week. Um, maybe younger goalies can can start out lightly with that and get into it a couple times a week just to kind of get in the groove of it. Um, you know, but if you're at, I would say 14 or up, you got to be sticking to a plan. Um, and for me, that that's range of motion, internal external rotation, a um, little bit of strengthening with hips, groins, um, and then I'm personally a, a fan of a little bit of passive stretching, so like some call like static stretching. Um, I know some people are against it and and don't like the don't like what it does, but I think everyone's body's different, right? So what works yeah. for someone else might not work for me. What works for me might not work for someone else. Um, and for me personally, I mix that into my my routine, just doing a little bit of passive stretching a few times a week, in addition to uh, the range of motion stuff that I'm doing. So I think having a good mix is is something that's worked for me. But um, my main piece of advice would be have a, have a proper plan and and stick to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like just from doing like your off ice training, that one that one day like. Like my hip mobility is a lot better because I've been doing like the same stuff we did on that on that call like every day before like my workout and then like stuff after and like it's been a game changer like you get like two to two to four inches like more mobility and like flexibility to make that save on especially in like a two on one or something or like a two on o that you have to go uh post to post
1: yeah well first off I'm I'm happy to hear that I'm happy to hear that you applied what what we talked about right and. Yeah. You know, it, it's a game changer once you, you apply it. and, you know, it's not a coincidence right now that the best goalies in the NHL are the most mobile ones, right? Like you look at yeah. Veselovsky, um, you look at like the, the Russian goalies right now are dominating and, you know, it's not a coincidence because from a young age, they take that seriously, Take they take it seriously about stretching, body maintenance, taking care, taking care of their bodies, um, you know, it's not just an injury prevention thing, but it's also a a performance thing, right? If you have a wider butterfly flare, um, you're going to be able to make more saves, right? So you got Barlama, Bobrovsky, Shosturkin, Vasilev, like all these goalies are dominating and it's really not a coincidence. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like you just prove that their flexibility and mobility is like dialed in and they're making saves that a lot of goalies won't be able to if they didn't have like that insane hit mobility like they do
1: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: yeah so I want to get down to like your youth and junior career a little bit here so like you grew up in Clarence New York so like what was youth hockey like for you growing up in New York
1: yeah um so suburb of, of Buffalo uh grew up, grew up playing for like the Buffalo Regals Buffalo Junior Savers um just the youth programs there um and I started building down in Wilkes-Barre, PA. I would only go down for like the weekend and the games actually, cause I was pretty young I was 15, 14, 15, 16. I think when I played there. So I, I wasn't full-time building. I still like to be home, but it was only a three and a half hour drive. So, um, I would go down for the weekend, you know, Thursday through Sunday, play the games and then, and then come back, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it was a good, good little setup there. Um, and you know, very thankful for my time there. Um, made a lot of friends and um, actually was able to win a national championship my under 14 years. So that was a great memory. And, um, you know, we had a lot of, a lot of players on that team that have, have gone on to play uh, either division one or professional hockey or even the NHL. So, um, you know, that was, was a definitely a good, good couple of seasons. Yeah. So like you
0: said, you went to Wilkes-Barre for the weekends, so like, you grew up in like that AAA organization so like what was that organization like and just to help develop your love for the game?
1: Yeah it was that was kind of my first real I don't want to say real hockey because we were still 15, 16, 14, 15, 16 years old but um, not that I didn't really take it seriously before but hockey was just kind of like a fun thing for me and then you know this team needed a goalie. Um, I end, ended up taking the opportunity and and running with it. Um, you know, our coach was, um, an awesome coach, somebody who I still talk to this day, Alex Vasco, he was, um, Ukrainian coach. So his, his mentality and coaching style was maybe a little bit different than kids were used to, but, um, you know, it, it, it worked out for us. And, um, I learned a lot about just how to, how to to be a winner really because that was really all that mattered to him and in in addition to developing when it came down to the game like he wanted to win and we won games he obviously wanted to develop because he was a big skills guy off the ice you know during practice time and everything but you know I just learned how to have that winning mentality and um, that's something that I think has carried over throughout the years yeah so like what's it like to have
0: like those like Guys that are in the NHL go to Division One, go Pro, and just have them like shoot on you at so young of an of an age because like they're obviously really good and like they also take like your development to the next level.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we had trying to think here, we had Ivan Provorov who's on Philly right now, uh, Daniel Sprong who's on who's got traded. I think he got traded to Seattle a couple months ago, um. Who else we have? Denis Smirnov, played Penn State, and now he's with, got drafted by Colorado. Um, Nikita Pavlachev got drafted by Pittsburgh. Um, you know, we had a, had a handful of guys, and, it, you know, three or four other guys that played Division One, and probably another three or four that, you know, played pro in, at, at some level there. So, you know, that was definitely um, a way that I needed to step up my game in practice. Um, but, but, yeah, that, that was an awesome couple of years, and I, I look back on that, and I just remember how much fun it was just um, being with those guys. And I, I still talk to a lot of them on a, on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's unreal. And, like, that, like you saw them, like, grow up, and now they're getting drafted to the NHL or already on, like, a NHL or pro team.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely it was.
0: Yeah, so then you were given the shot to play on the USA U-17 team where you guys won the gold medal in the Five Nations tourney. So, like, what was that experience like to, to just represent your country and then uh, just to go on, like, an international basis?
1: Yeah, um, you know, that was, that was definitely something I'll, I'll remember. Um, it, the tryouts were at the USA National Camp and. Actually, it was in Buffalo, so it was in my my hometown here. And those are actually going on right now. I was just at the rink yesterday and I saw a couple of the couple of the coaches and um, familiar faces from USA Hockey. So, uh, yeah, that that takes place at the the summer USA festivals. And I was able to play play well enough to play my way into into that that lineup. And um, yeah, that was a fun fun couple of weeks. We ended up taking gold. Um, I, Goalie partner was Chris Oldham. Did well as well. He's playing. I think he went to Clarkson, and now he's uh, he's playing in the, in the East Coast League right now. So another good goalie um, on the team there. And um, yeah, that was an awesome, awesome couple of weeks and great memories. And like I said with Wilkes Barre, I still talk to a handful of guys that are on the team. You know, it's crazy how the ho- how small the hockey world is. That um, and you know the bonds you develop through hockey that you you know you can play one tournament with the with the guy six, seven years ago and you know, you still talk to him on a daily basis, even though you haven't seen him. And then, you know, the next time you see him, it's like nothing nothing even happened. It's you know, you, it's like you just saw him a couple of weeks ago. So it's awesome how hockey works that way.
0: Yeah, it, it always seems like a big a big circle, but like when you look at it, like it's a it's a small circle and like everyone everyone will everyone knows each other at some point like you're just able to just connect and uh, and bond with them even though even after you've not seen them for a couple years yeah absolutely yeah but like what what do you learn at like a tournament like the like the the nation's tournaments you're just out there like it's international competition so like what do you what do you learn especially at like that that type of a competition
1: um i don't really know if it's learning like i just kind of taking it all in and and just being thankful for the opportunity and you kind of just focused on uh the present and and trying to win and uh trying to take home gold right so
0: yeah
1: i don't i don't really know if it's as much of a learning experience but yeah i definitely looking back i I definitely learned a lot right but at the at the in the present you're kind of just focused on you know what's what's right ahead and, and winning in the short term there you know
0: yeah yeah, so like it's an international competition. So like what was the hockey like internationally? And like you eventually would find your your path to juniors to overseas and then professionally as well. So like did that like help like your help your mind go like, yeah, maybe I want to go play internationally and somewhere else?
1: Yeah, I mean I think having that taste of of European hockey was something I wanted, right? Cause like, you know, you're we're there and I like playing on the bigger ice. So I'm a smaller goaltender. I think that that benefits me um, just with my skating and my footwork, rather than the, the North American style game, where you know it's um, a little bit different. But yeah, what, having that that taste of European hockey, I think maybe motivated me to try to get over there and have it be like a, a goal uh, down the road to to try to get for get there. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm I, like the games. We were playing against Czech national team, Slovak national team, I think Switzerland and Germany, I want to say. And, uh, you know, they are like fans at those games, even though we are only 17 years old or whatever. So it was it was definitely a cool experience and gave me the motivation to try to play in Europe in the future, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's a, a great experience for sure. And then after your AAA and USA career, uh, you... Went on to junior hockey in the in the OJ for the Buffalo Junior Sabers, where he played in one game, and then went overseas to Austria. It's so like, what was what was junior hockey like for you overall, and like, was the experiences that you experienced over in Austria?
1: Yeah, um, that was it. Was definitely a different different path than I think a lot of uh, pro goaltenders have had. Um, and injuries definitely did play a huge factor in that, and you know, neglecting my hip health and just not knowing how to take care of them. So that was definitely something that came to bite me in the butt um, more than a few times just because I was on the, the trainer's table or, or sitting home because more than I would have liked to just with without the ability to really play and, um, you know, play as, as hard as I could. But, yeah, I played, came back home to play a year in Buffalo, I think when I was 16, turning 17. Um played a little bit with the 18U uh, Junior Sabers, and then played, it was like a week with the OJ team. Um, but I just wanted to play games there. Like, I had the option to play for the OJ team there, but I wanted to, I probably would have been back up or not really playing a lot there, and I was able to play, I can't remember, I think like 50-something games with the 18U team that year. So I just wanted to play. Um, and then, yeah, I went over to, to Austria. I had... Um, couple like tender options in the null uh couple teams there and maybe it wasn't the smartest decision to go over that early but um, thankful for thankful for the the decisions I've made and where it's led me to but yeah ended up taking an opportunity to go to Red Bull. Um was there for only a couple months injuries again played a huge factor in that and um that was kind of at the the peak of where I I had you know where I had the fork in the road where I had to realize that okay I gotta get this done or I'm I'm basically done playing and um you know it was it was it was definitely difficult we we're on the ice sometimes two three times a day there the training regimens are insane there but an awesome program an awesome organization they take care of the players like you know you snap your fingers and you know the training staff or whoever it is is gonna help you out there you know it's an awesome probably the, the premier organization in Europe right now in terms of development and you know youth hockey junior hockey and even up to the pro ranks um so yeah that, that was a cool experience and I definitely grew up a lot there because you know moving away at 18 years old and to a different country different continent um you know living by myself there and um I don't know if I was necessarily ready for it but I I definitely grew up a lot and it and it helped me um you know down the road to when it came time to my, you know, my first pro hockey experience, because I don't, had I not had that experience at Red Bull, and you know, maybe failed or um, I had some trials and tribulations there. I don't know if I would have been ready uh, by the time the next opportunity rolled around.
0: Yeah, so like looking back at like your junior career in Austria and like what you see for like junior hockey now in like North America, like what are some of like the biggest differences you've seen and just like how like junior hockey's handled over overseas compared to, compared to here.
1: Um, you know, a little it's tough to say, cause I was such a short stint there. I was only there two months, but, um, you know, it, it, it was run like the main priority was development, right? Like we results in the games were kind of secondary when I was there, it was all about development, like training sessions, off by sessions, skill sessions rather than like um you know get prepared get tuned up for the next game granted i was only there for 2 months but um you know that, that i think that approach is a little bit different um so yeah that, i guess that would be the main takeaway just like the they're really skill oriented there and really wanted to, to focus on developing their individual skills yeah a- absolutely
0: and just like just in in your elite prospects you like it says you got us in, in the QMJHL so like how did that come up after uh being in rb for a little bit
1: yeah um so i signed there i came back home and again this kind of goes back to not really having that guidance or that um knowing how to handle myself or take care of my body or anything like that um i i came back from red Bull, I was still battling these injuries and that was kind of at the time where i was tried to rehab i think i referred to that in the very beginning i was trying to rehab these injuries which um, for those who know, like hip impingement, torn labrums, it's like it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, sometimes you're at a point where you just need to get the surgery done and get surgically repaired. Um, but so I signed, when I came back, I signed in the queue, um, was there for uh, three, four weeks, but was at a, was at a point where I wasn't even physically able to practice on a regular yeah. basis. Um, and you know, that's something I look back on, I wish I did a little bit differently and just was able to take care of my body so I was able to play at that level because that was something I really wanted to do Um, but yeah I ended up getting the surgery right after that and you know realizing that was kind of the the last straw where I realized all right I'm not I'm not gonna be able to play at the level I need to be the level I know I can play at so I just got to get it done and I try to work my way back.
0: Yeah so then you go get your hip surgery and you come back like a year and a half, two years later, and you go to yeah. Sweden to uh, Bowen's HF uh, and uh, the junior 20 elite league there. So, like, what was, what was it like to get back into in a game shape and just have that be in Sweden?
1: Yeah, um, you know, it was interesting to play after such a long break, um, but I felt like I was in good shape after, after coming back. And, um, you know, it just knowing that my hips were healthy and you know, all that I could drop into a butterfly and have a wider butterfly flare and you know not not play with pain the whole time well, out on the ice it was definitely refreshing. And um I kind of needed to take like a little step back. So I think you know signing there was just kind of like taking a step back just to be able to get my feet wet and get moving a little bit. And I was only there for you know the second half of the season because um you know the timing of I think it's the timing of the surgery and you know the recovery and everything. So my memory is correct i think i was only there for about three months or so three four months but um you know it's good to just get my feet wet again and um get back to playing games yeah and you play
0: in 10 games there on your elite prospects and just uh be able to get back into game shape and like play the games that you did in juniors that year is must have been like a really good feeling to actually get back in the game and uh see how your hips are doing
1: yeah, absolutely. It wasn't, you know, good to have, experience a new different culture too being in Sweden.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So then after your last year of juniors, you pursued to play professional hockey and you carved a path for yourself in Sweden and Poland. So, like, what was the process like to find a pro team and then get overseas to play for them?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it was definitely interesting. The start of my pro career wasn't um, as smooth as I thought it would have been actually. So I uh, I signed in Poland, signed there in the offseason after that, half year in Sweden. Um, you know, a big reason was actually one of my teammates in Sweden was from Poland and, um, you know, kind of helped me with connections a little bit. And, you know, I got offered the spot for this team in Poland um, and I went there. So at the time there was an import rule where you can only have six imports on a team, one import goalie. So if you're signed as an import goalie, you're going to be the number one guy, right? So I was fully planning on going there, being the number one guy, um, and, you know, being ready, I had that whole mentality that I was going there and, you know, obviously I had to earn my spot and, and improve myself in training camp and the training camp was six weeks long and we skated five times, five days a week, two, two, two a days. Right. So it's yeah. getting 10 times, 10 times a week in practice, working out 10 times a week. And it was in, in, in the middle of that we're playing preseason games. So it was definitely a, a huge um, kind of like a, an adjustment culture shock. We had to kind of like a, an old Soviet style coach who believed in like that red army style of training. So it was almost like a KHL style training camp, but you know, it definitely made me stronger. So I got through that six weeks of that, Played pretty well in the preseason, um, you know. Did well. My numbers were pretty good, and then um, literally one day before our season opener, coach calls me into his office, and um, you know we're talking, and he says, "Nick, and I'm paraphrasing here, but um, and he didn't even speak English. This is in Ru- he spoke Russian. I speak Russian, so we this is in Russian. He's like, Nick, um, you know, you're a good young goalie, but you're too young." you're too small and we're going to go with uh, an older Finnish goalie that we just signed from Liga. And he was a 27 year old Finnish guy. And he's like, yeah, he's flying in tonight. He's going to play in our season open tomorrow and you're not going to be in the lineup. And so basically that, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm done, right? Like I'm done with hockey. You have one import goalie on a team. He's going to be the import goalie. I'm not even going to get my license, like my insurance, my licensing, my transfer cards, everything. They're just going to, do his, and they're not even going to do mine, and um, I was like, what can I do to get in the lineup, and he didn't really give me a, a straight answer, but I decided to stick it out and just practice and try to beat him out in practice and prove that I was better than this guy, which at the time, I probably wasn't even better than him because he was, you know, a 27-year-old finish goalie. who had, whatever, five, six years of pro experience, and, you know, I was just getting my foot in the door there, and, you know, the team struggled. He played 10 games, I think, and maybe a few more 10, 11 games. I think the team went like one and 10 in the, the start of the season. So it was a rough start. And at the same time, I was working my butt off in practice, trying to beat him out and, and prove that I was better. And I, I got to a point, you know, probably halfway through a stint there where I was playing better than him every single practice. And one game after, after a tough loss I ended up firing him. And uh, actually, so. I, I gave the, the GM and the coach a deadline and I told them, all right, if I'm not in the lineup by, by this time, I'm going to, I'm going to go home. I gotta, I gotta do something. I, I can't just sit here practice. You know, I'm not even getting my salary paid for right now. Like I'm just here on my own costs. Um, you know, so I got to go home. And you know, the date was like October 15th, whatever. Literally the GM calls me October 14th at 10 30 PM come to the office. So literally to the last minute, calls me into the office, has a contract sitting right there, says here's your contract, signs it, fired the finish goalie, and then I got my opportunity through that for for the next few months of the season. So um, it was definitely not a uh, a smooth start to it, but, you know, it it worked out in the end. I had the first game later that week, and I actually got first start of of my first pro game. Um, It was an away game where we had like a seven-hour bus trip on the day of the game. So first pro game was waking up at you know 6 30 a.m to get to the rink pack up the gear drive and you know it, it, that was I look back and I, w- I would probably say that was one of my favorite hockey memories because at that point you know my goal is just to play professional hockey so when I knew it once I had my name on a professional hockey lineup like nothing else really mattered and so I just played and you know figured I'd live with the result whatever happens happens and um, ended up getting the first star of the game that night and then we had another game Um, got second star of the night, uh, in the second game and, um, had another game later that week and I got first, first star of the week in the, in the Polish league for my first pro week. So, um, that's definitely a, a memory that I'll, I'll cherish and, um, one of my favorite hockey experiences.
0: Yeah, not, not a bad start to your first official like pro week there, but like it was, it was probably a grind, uh, like just practice on your own costs and not have a, have a contract and just like I'm glad I'm pretty I'm glad uh that you stuck it out and like you're able to finally get that opportunity and like get that first pro win and then like have like first star second star and then the first star of the whole league
1: yeah it was um I'm I'm definitely glad I stuck it out too because I was I was that close right I was I was so close to leaving and you know I was completely serious it wasn't just like a a threat to the GM it was like I literally can't stay here because of visa uh, restrictions. Like I can't yeah. stay here longer than this without a visa, without a contract working, working contract. And I was like, I'm going to get in, I'm get into some trouble if I end up overstaying this. Um, and he literally, like I said, it was no joke down to the last minute. He called me in and I told him I had this deadline. I don't know what he was waiting for, but he weighed into that last minute. And I'm um, very thankful. I, I, I ended up sticking it out to that point. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So then the following year, you went to uh, Hockey in Sweden for Kelmar HC, going 3-0 that same season. It's so like, what are the differences between the league in Poland and then Hockey Eden?
1: Um, a little bit different. I mean, I think overall the level in Poland is probably a little bit higher because you have, like, the ex-KHL guys. You got a lot of guys from Czech, Slovakia, um, you know, the Russians, um, you know, a lot of guys from, from Eastern Europe like that. And then, you know, in, in, in Sweden, it's a little bit more of a younger development league. You know, I think in, in Sweden, they, they really take care of you. Like the hockey culture is really advanced and, and it's really up to date where, you know, kind of similar to how I was talking about in Red Bull. If you need your skate sharpener, if you need a new stick, you ask them, they're going to get it for you. Right. They're going to they're going to do everything they can to make sure that you're ready to play. When I think in, in Poland and in, in the eastern countries, that might be a little bit behind with that where you might be on your own for a little bit of that stuff um so the care to the players in sweden is, is definitely great like they they want to do everything they can to make sure that you're comfortable and, and ready to play um but yeah the younger league difference difference with you know maybe in poland it's guys with families that are using that to you know using hockey to feed their families and and pay their pay their houses right but um you know in, in sweden it's like I said a lot a lot younger league more of a development trying to get up to you know eventually the the SHL Swedish Hockey League.
0: Yeah for sure and like when you do like learn all this and just like experience all this like it makes you want to want to like come back and like be better for the next season and just to keep keep learning and like go go hard for training and then come in and just have a lot of success coming into the season.
1: Yeah absolutely I mean, and having those different experiences in different places and it gives you that motivation too. like you know trying to make it to the highest level possible and I, I still have that that motivation to this day and um, hoping to find a good spot for this upcoming season and um, be able to perform at the, the top of my ability.
0: Yeah abs- absolutely and like when you when you come back from seasons like you train with uh, Buffalo Sabres like how how did you get into that gig, and, like, how is it just training with the with the Sabres when uh, the goalies need a rest?
1: Yeah, it was, um, you know, something that – another cool hockey experience and something that helps my level as well. Um, so it, it started – it started actually during COVID um, when Olmark and I think Hutton were the goalies at the time. They would usually go home for the offseason. Um, so the guys that were still here um, wanted to – still skate and have a, have a, have practices. And, um, then you had a goalie and, um, got to know a few of the guys and they asked me to keep coming back and asked me one time and then asked me to keep coming back. And, um, it got to the point where this past, um, wasn't, wasn't signed at the time this past season, um, went to their, you know, pre-training camp skates and, um, was practicing with the full team. And then this, this season, um, I was actually supposed to do it the whole, the whole season, but I'm not, uh, I'm unvaccinated actually. So that was a a restriction. Um, And, you know, it's something where I wasn't able to do it because of that. And, you know, with the NHL guidelines and, and mandates, they needed to have somebody that was um, fully vaccinated and, you know, the, the mandates were dropped uh, in April actually. So I was able to do that from April on basically to the end of the season for the last couple of weeks. And, um, very thankful for my my time to be able to practice with them and develop and um, you know develop my game and have that experience with them. Yeah. So, like, what do you what do you
0: learn, especially like helping your career go forward and develop, especially like when you're facing
1: the best guys in the world? Yeah. I mean, just everything's quicker, right? And yeah, um, everything's everything is quicker, and it's not just the skating. It's the way they pass it, the way they catch passes, the way they get shots off, the way they think. Um, everything's quicker and it, and it forces you, um, to eliminate probably like extra movements or eliminate unnecessary things that you're doing with your, your technique, your stance, or your, your skating that, you know, if you do that, those things, you're going to get burned. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I love playing with that, that faster pace because it forces me to, to get better and, you know, just, you know, being shot on by, by, by those guys, it, it definitely, uh, helps me improve.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and like that's that's the biggest thing. is just taking the learning experiences and like absorb being a sponge out there and absorbing because you're playing and you're skating against the best guys in the world. So there's so much to absorb and like especially just watching the other goalies like Mark, Hutton, whoever was there this year. Like you just you just watching them and like seeing like what they do to make themselves successful since they're full
1: time NHLers. Yeah, you, you know, you learn from the other goalies. Like when I was there, it was uh, Anderson and Tukarski. Um, you know, and obviously Anderson has had, what, a 15-year NHL career. Yeah. So he's obviously doing something, right? So, you know, you just watch and see, the, see what they do. Um, and, you know, you try to try to pick up little bits and pieces and, and see what, what they're doing and see how you can apply it to, to your game. Yeah, absolutely. That That's awesome that you learned that. And like,
0: I know you have to get going here. So my last uh, thing for you is like throughout your career, you went through a lot of adversity and you still kept pushing for your dream to play professional hockey. So like, what are some of the biggest tips that you can give the younger generation looking to chase their dreams?
1: I mean, i probably say just enjoy it. Don't, don't overlook it. Don't over, don't, don't look too far ahead. I think that was something I was definitely guilty of is looking too far ahead and not focusing on the present. But you know, once I, once I learned to focus on dominating the current, um, you know, the current state and where you're at, um, it definitely makes a difference and, you know, just enjoy it, have fun. Um, you know, hockey, hockey's meant to, to have fun. And if you're not having fun, why are you playing? Like I have, have so many memories and so many fun things that have happened and, you know, even crazy things that have happened in my, my career, fun stories with teammates or. Um, you know, just experiences in different cultures that, um you know, it just just come from having a, a fun mindset and not not being too hard on myself and uh, just enjoying the process. You know. Yeah, exactly. So it's about the about the journey, not the pro- not
0: the final destination. Like if you just enjoy the process and the grind, like you're gonna enjoy
1: everything a lot more. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, some of the most some of the best moments are, have come from just, um, you know, bonding with teammates or having fun. And, you know, looking back, like those are a lot of things you can remember, not always on the ice stuff, but yeah off the ice stuff. And, you know, the crazy stories and, and, and fun, fun experiences you have with your teammates away from the rink are, are things that, that I'll cherish, you know. Yeah, a- absolutely. But Nick, thank you so much for coming
0: on the show. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to following your career and your work the rest of the way. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jack. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem.